In this episode, we do a game review of Century Eastern Wonders. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons and Magic. Stupid, mindless bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, 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 our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, geeks! Welcome to episode 38 again. I am Blue Samurai, and I am with... The Costasaurus is sitting right next to the beautiful... I'm still Paul. And of course, we are your podcast, the Tabletop Gaming, news, con news, Kickstarter, developers, writers, all that kind of stuff. So we're kind of everything when it comes to tabletop games. And in fact, uh, today we've got a game review, I think is the main thing that we're doing. And yes, what game are we reviewing? What game is that? Oh, that's me. Yeah. Century Eastern Wonders. Ah, yes. Calvin Kelly. Yes. Put it all work into that. That's pretty really cool. And we've got a beer coming our way. Sorry, uh, sorry at, one moment. Yeah, but we're at a round the table. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you. What kind of beer is this? That's the Porter. The Porter. Oh, that's okay. a good one, dude. Mm. I have that. Mm. Discount, I was right. Delicious. So, I didn't mean to break this up. I'm sorry, gang. Uh, why don't we go right into the con news? Con news? Okay, uh, we have a number of things coming up very quickly here, and um, what is it, October now? Mm-hmm. Steamposium 5 is October 26th through 28th in Seattle, Washington. As you might guess, that is a steampunk sort of a thing. We've got Kumoracon, um, October 26th and 28th in the Oregon Convention Center. That is an anime, culture, and fandom combined convention. We also have coming up... Um, Geek Girl Con, which we talked about last episode, that's Seattle, that's October 27th and 28th. Um, also, um, what was it? There was one con I want to talk about in their website. Oh, it was um, Anglicon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. tell you that Anglicon is going to be November 30th we, through December 2nd. And we interviewed them, so we, check check out that podcast. Check out that podcast. Mm-hmm. However, their website is... Um, is Telling me that nothing matches and then my computer's gonna get destroyed. Uh, yes, that, that one's also happening, Joe. We're not gonna talk about that one. <laughs> oh, I just I, I'm just curious what what BurleyCon is. Well maybe we'll talk about that next episode. Maybe. <laughs> when the kids are in bed. Oh okay. um, <laughs> geeks of Cascadia after dark. <laughs> after dark. We get sexy up in here. Um, also coming up in January, we've got OrcaCon. Woohoo! January 11th through 13th in Bellevue, Washington at the Hilton. Um, volunteer applications are live, so get on the website if you want to volunteer and um, come hang out with us. Um, things you might get to do is uh, lend a hand at registration, mm-hmm. um, answer questions at the info desk, coordinate games as a games room admin, um, it, or teach your favorite games as a game host, or many more things you might get. Ah, very fun. And we really need a lot of game hosts. That yes. is something where I feel like we have a good amount, but we always need more. I would almost like to have enough where like a host could be at almost every game. Wouldn't that be neat? That would be beautiful. Well, it's pretty cool that you get to 
um, actually play games, and if you do enough hours, you actually get right, like a free pass, yes. right? Oh, yeah, totally. So why would you not do that? Why would you not volunteer to play games so they can get in there for free? I mean, I, I would totally. You get a, a pass for every six hours that you work on a day. So if uh-huh. you come on Friday and use your first six hours of being a game host, the rest of the day is yours to use with that right. pass. That's right. Uh-huh. And we open at 9 o'clock this year on Friday? I'm pretty I, sure we do. I don't know. You've got the con news. I have the con news. That's right. Know. You're all We're on top of that. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. that would be awesome. Show up on Friday at 9. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, there's still plenty of hotel rooms. And um, go, go to the mm-hmm. org website to get the Orcon deal. It's a super good deal. It's a very good deal. It's like 104 a night or something like that. I don't remember. It's, it, I think it's 100. Mm-hmm. It's no more than like 110. I think that's 104, dude. It's a super good deal. Because then if you look at their rooms that are not part of that deal, it's like 300 bucks. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. So I stayed the first time um, for Dragonfly. It was my first time staying there. Goodness, those rooms are nice. Oh, yeah. They're they pretty nice. super nice. Yeah. We even had a little table that we got to play games at. Really late. You can get a double queen from $102 per night. Yeah. That's fantastic. That Parking is... Parking is free. Pretty good. I think that may have been what I did. If I weren't already going to OrcaCon, I would certainly go to OrcaCon. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, it's work. It's fun. But it's fun. It's, it's, it's very fulfilling, though. It's very fulfilling. Yeah, it so, Joe, what do we got for Kickstarter? So, a new game that just hit kickstarter is i thought it was really funny it is called communist cats uh surprise surprise Mm -hmm. the art is very much of the um russian art uh like art deco styles lots of red and blacks Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of cats and it's just like a fast paced uh bluffing game so it makes me think of the game um uh love letter if you've ever played that um so it's short it's simple it's like let me see. It takes about 10 minutes to play. Uh, it's 10 ages, ages 10 and up. It's super cute and funny. If you like cats, that's a good way to go. And it's just good because yeah, you can play with like, a good amount of people. Or if you like communism. I don't yeah. like communism, but I like cats. So. All my fellow Marxists out there, yeah. um, this would be a good game to pick up, even though this is going <laughs> to be more of the USSR style of communism. That's the, the true fun? Marxism of communism. Right. So just throwing that out there. Cats USSR. and communism. Yep. And then yeah. another game would be Waters of Nereus, um, and that is illustrated by the amazing Beth Sobel, who has been a guest of oh, yeah. Honor and has been a guest at our con before. She's amazing she's relatively local so um that's through uh, dr finn's games and that looks like a really good game so it looks like they'll probably hit their goal right now they're at about ten thousand. their goal is to hit about 18 which i think they'll do um and obviously because it's best syllables art it's very bright it's very um it's very nice. vibrant yeah and she's very good with um even just faces of people so there's even like crew cards that have the different faces of uh, the different crews, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a really cool-looking little game. Um, and there is, those of you that like to back um, and get sucked into Kickstarter exclusives, which I know, I know there's people out there that hate them because then they feel like if they get it retail, they're missing out on something. Well, they chose not to back on Kickstarter, so that's on them. But they do have a Kickstarter-exclusive um, expansion pack, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, too. And that's kind of the... I would say those are kind of the main big ones. Um, 
that I feel like we have time. Uh, yeah. And gosh, you know, I'm going to mention it just because I, I don't know exactly when this is going out. Uh, okay. There's an RPG that looks amazing. If you like Stranger Things, no. if you like Stranger no, Things, no, I don't know. I was waiting for that. I don't know. It's kind of like the 80s style thing. You're a bunch of teens. It's called um, Things from the Flood. It's actually a sequel to an RPG mm-hmm. called Tales from the Loop. Uh, it looks really, really cool. So they have their sequel going up there, and you can also get the older stuff they have, and that's going on for another week as of. 10 1 2008 so that'll be up till the 8th of october that sounds cool yeah i do want to throw out there our friends at um weather gauge workshop they had the Kickstarter yes, right for mm-hmm. congress the board game unfortunately they pulled it it's canceled oh no halfway to their goal and um i think they, they, they felt like they weren't going to make it so and and this is usually when a company usually cancels their game i've found i feel like unless it's speaking some controversy which is is absolutely not the case Mm -hmm. um it's usually because they go huh i think we have a better way to market it Mm -hmm. we have a better Mm -hmm. some better stuff to add or to make it more appealing whether it's i've seen people do price adjustment in a way where it's like um they either find a cheaper way for them so it costs more for us to ship it but maybe that can lower the price of the game or or vice versa so um, I think they'll be back. The game yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it's an awesome game. They're, they're get they were halfway there. They'll make it. And um, the the brothers that work on that are just super great guys. Great guys. Maybe we can uh, go interview them in January. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Check them out. Go see what's around. going on. Yeah. Cool. Anything else going on in the terms of news? If not, I just let you no. know that uh, uh, Warhammer, our Games Workshop, is uh, doing a bunch of pre-orders for their new uh, new uh, things that are coming out with Necros. Uh, the 40, 40k two-player starter sets are coming out, so I think that's pretty cool. If you mm-hmm. like miniatures, no uh, other the other thing that's coming out is new Black Powder releases uh, coming out uh, dealing with the Crimean War. So again, if you love miniatures. Check that out with uh, um, Black Powder. Um, also, what I love, I love the comic book Kick-Ass. Um, yeah. I love the movie. I love the comic yeah. book. A board game is coming out. Awesome. Uh, check that out. It's from, uh, I've never heard of this company, company but it's uh, C-M-O-N. It's, uh, Come on, right? C-M-O-N. That's uh, C-M-O-N. It's short for Cool Mini or not. They're okay. the ones who have done Zombicide, mm-hmm. uh, Blood Rage. Um, they've done a lot of those uh, big um, games like that. Is well, it a miniature game? Uh, no, it's not a miniature game. It's, okay. it's, it's just a board game. But well, it's not just a board game. It's a board game. It's a board game. It's a board game. <laughs> That's right. Well, based, based on the kick-ass uh, universe. Have you played Potion Explosion? I have not. That is a really fun game. It's another game they put out. But yeah, cool. their, their stuff's pretty pretty good quality. So I'm really interested to see this. Me well, too. M- Mark uh, Millar, or yeah. Miller, or however you want to pronounce right, it, Millar. He, uh, he had a great... He had this big deal with Netflix put all this stuff on there in the entire universe. I know he's been kind of pushing more stuff out, but uh, a tabletop game, I think that's pretty cool. Really and cool. my favorite out, yeah. illustrator, comic illustrator, John, Marie, John Romita Jr., um, oh, yeah. because yeah. his father did a that's lot right. of comics too, old school. But yeah, they're great. And it's so funny because Mark Millar, um, his uh, huge crossover, Civil War, the first one, that's what got me back into comics because I read comics a lot until about 12 and then I was about 21, and that's when that hit. And man, that got me. That writing got me back in hard. 
into comics and into the yeah, Marvel universe. I, I got sucked into that uh, that series and Hit Girl, and I got every variant cover, which is probably wow. not smart to do, but I, I couldn't help it. I don't you know, dude. You should have sold that stuff in the movie. No, dude. Uh, next Comic Con, mm-hmm. hit up PGX or CGC, mm-hmm. get them graded. Then encapsulated, dude. Just do that. I got a I got a first appearance of Bishop, a first appearance of Gambit and Deadpool, mm. and those were like my big price jewels, and I've gotten some of those. So you got to pay twenty bucks to have it graded and sealed, though. And that's only down downfall. And it but takes it, a while to get back. It was I've tried selling it. price up a lot. You're right. I, I've done it with. Them. I would never like, for instance, you hear people are like, "Ooh, I'm going to get this person to sign mm-hmm. it." You will never be able to resell something that's signed because. It's right. not authenticated. So CGC, if they're at the con, they'll authenticate it. And so I got like the death of Captain America when that mm-hmm. happened. Um, I got that. Captain America and, dies. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh, but uh, and spoiler alert, turned out it wasn't him. Right. But uh, when that happened, mm-hmm. I was able to get my hands on a couple and got them signed by Brubaker and then got it graded. So That's it was pretty cool. I'll have to bring one sometime and show you. So uh, one, lastly, I think we'll, we'll round this out with the news. Uh, Z-Man Games announces no. Narabi card game, which is based on Zen Gardens. So check that out. Check out their website. Um, other than that, I think we should go straight in the interview. So what do, what do you guys think? It's a review. Yes. Oh, sorry. A it's review. Good. You're right. Well, you <laughs> the Geek's Tabletop Game Review with Kelly and Doug. That's right. You had the view part, right? I, I did. So you were halfway there. So let's check out. Oh, living on a prayer. Sorry. You know, it's like whenever you get... <clears throat> So anyway, check out the review. This episode has been brought to you by Vern and Wells, an all-inclusive, members-only social club for geek professionals in the style of Victorian parlors of old, a space for this new breed of geek. Visit us at www.vnw.club. Vernon and Wells, Imperium in Imperio. Now to our show. Hey Geeks, welcome to another episode of Geeks Tabletop Game Review. I'm Kelly, and this is Doug, and today we're reviewing Century... Eastern Wonders. Eastern Wonders. I almost said Century Spice Road out of habit. Yeah. (laughs) So this is the second game in the line of Century Games from Emerson Matsuchi. That's a fun name. From Plan B Games. They've also done... They have Reef that's coming out next month, I believe, in September. That sounds correct. Yeah. We, we talked about this earlier, but I was like, they have another, it's an underwater game, and I couldn't remember the name, and I found out... It's, oh, that game! It's Weave. You remembered the name to that game. Yeah, it's that game. <laughs> so in this game... This game. Artwork, Chris, Chris Qualiums did the artwork on this one again. It is absolutely beautiful. It is, yeah, I like the it, islands, they all have their own kind of personality to them and everything. It's the same style and same quality of artwork that you would expect from Century Spice Road. Which makes sense, because Mm -hmm. it's a Sentry game. Yeah. So it plays two to four players. I think Sentry was, wasn't Sentry two to five? Five. Yeah. So we'll talk about the combining of the two in a separate video. But in this game, two to four players. That deserves its own video. Yeah. Uh, About 30 to 45 minutes. uh, Depends on how many players you have. Uh, If you have more, it's a little bit on the longer side, as the board kind of gets. A three-player game took about 45 minutes. Okay. It's for ages 8 and up, which I think the way that it's it's a pick-up-and-deliver game, it's one of those ones that's very easy to get into, but will take quite a bit to master. Yes. And it's only $40, $39.99. 40 bucks is pretty good. Which is the same as uh, what Spice Road was. 
And then, I mean, the components are nice. You still have these wooden spice cubes and you've got the wooden pieces, which I like. Yep. So in Century Spice Road, uh, we play as... Spice merchants. Spice merchants again, but this time Carav we're... Caravan merchants. Yeah, but we're... We're, we're sailing around these different islands that's on the board that we'll show you later. And we're building outposts and trading yeah. with the locals because they have these very exotic spices that we need and we want to trade for them. So instead of cards, uh, which would use... So once you've claimed the card, it'd be the same as placing an outpost in this game. Uh, but with this game, multiple people can go to the same merchant, or in this case, the same island, and make the same trade. They just have to pay to put an outpost there. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to buying the card and putting it into your hand like you originally did. So it's a little bit different. It's not card-based, it's tile-based. Uh, a little bit more Settlers of Catan feel. Uh, or Seafarers. Um, I haven't played Seafarers. It's but Catan's not a pick-up-and-deliver, but it is a tile-based game. Yeah. So, pick-up-and-deliver, kind of like Istanbul. If you play oh, yeah. Istanbul. Yeah. yeah. Or Five so. Tribes. Five Tribes kind of pick up and deliver well, it's <laughs> a not pick up, but it's the i need to be over here yeah and then once i'm over here i can do this thing it's that if this and then next that comes from that tile base mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily katan yeah so we have it set up for a two-player game and we'll get right into that uh so looking at the board we see some very familiar shapes uh if you've played century spice road we know that this is an exchange rate and this is a victory point so setting up the board we have the tiles laid out in the generic uh the standard formation. We have the tiles laid out in the standard formation tiles with our ports in the center. So we have all the islands that we're going to go to and do our trades at, and then we have ports where we deliver those goods. And once we do that, we receive this victory token. There's a stack of new ones over here, and to start the game off, we're going to take the top five and put this under. Where are we shuffling? Oh no, yeah, it goes into the top five. That's the closed port tile. It shuffles, right? Yeah, it shuffles into the top five. So whenever that comes out, it'll go, uh, well, whenever we someone picks up a tile, it empties the port. Then we will draw a new one. If that closed tile comes out, then that port is closed until someone claims another victory tile. And it kind of hops around the board as people pick up new tiles. And it forces you to compete for those victory conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have our player board over here where we have all our little uh, outposts, houses, uh, set aside, and as we remove those, we'll actually get victory points as we remove them. They also correspond with uh, a spice, with a good, with a spice. With a spice, yeah. They correspond with a spice. So each of these islands is labeled with uh, one of the spices uh, that you usually would trade for. So this is a chili? Yes, it's uh, from chilies? the bottom up, it's ginger, chilies, mint, and cloves. Mint. Oh, tea. Tea. Tea and cloves. So this is a chili island, and I can trade mint for chili. So if we look at the other chili islands, you're more than likely going to get... It's tea for chili, but fine. Red is chilies. Yeah, but you said tea. mint for chili. Fine, it's... <laughs> it's tea. Tea. Tea or Tea mint? for chili. Uh, so we can kind of plan out our strategy for getting these ahead of time based on what we know we need to get. Uh, so knowing that this is a chili island uh, will, and what we need to get to get to it, will help us. F that boggles my mind. What? That it's like that. I'm looking at all these islands. Did you not notice that? No, I didn't. That at that island you get that good? 
You at least get that good, yeah. You get other things too, but you will at least get one cube of that good at that island. So starting with the the person who's going to be going last. So I'm going to go first, so Kat's going to go last. So you've already picked your starting spices. Now you get to place your boat out anywhere on the board. Choose wisely. This is a really hard starting board. It is. I've also picked my starting things. Uh, so yeah, let's go that. here. Go there. What are your starting goods? I'm going to pick uh, four yellow ones. That's pretty good. I thought so. Also, as part of setup, there are extra tiles, and we remove one of each type, so it randomizes uh, which ones you play with every game. I want to go to there. Okay. So on your turn, you can do, uh, you move. You always have the option to move. And once you've chosen to move or not move, you can do one of three things. Uh, you can build an outpost on an island and then do the market action. You must have an outpost on that island to do the market action. Or you can harvest, which means you get two yellow cubes from the supply added to your ship. Or you get to do the port action, where you get to come over here to the port, unload your spices, and claim the victory tiles. So I'm not going to move. Uh, the first time anybody places an outpost on an island, it's free. Once you've placed the outpost, then you can do the market action. So I'm going to trade two of these in for two of these, which is a pretty decent deal. And then it is Doug's turn. Now, one thing you also have to watch out for is if I want to come over here and you're already on this island, I have to pay you a spice just for stopping here. Just for stopping there, he must pay me a spice. And if I don't have any spices, I'm not allowed to stop there. So that's one thing to prohibit people from kind of gaining the system. Also, if you choose to move, you can only move one tile for free. If you wish to move additional tiles, I'm going to move Doug because he has... You must leave behind a trail of goods so that your ship moves faster to get to the tile you want to be at. I'm not sure if he wants to trade two yellows I'm not doing for a that. green. I'm pretty sure he wants to trade three yellows yeah, I'm just gonna for a red and a green. Chill right here, put in three yellow spices, and give me a red and a green. So I'm going to go over here and place the correct house. And you must Are you move from. Already? I didn't. I just grabbed a house, Doug. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, you you know how we we messed up the first round or the first time playing is we were just going from top to bottom. No, we were paying attention. No, no. When you and I played, but when I played for the first time, <laughs> I missed the fact that you would draw based on the island that you built the outpost. Where do I want to go? That's that's better than telling me that we can move twice. I never said that, Kelly. You said we can move two tiles. So I was moving around two tiles. Go there and harvest. Uh, so if Doug wanted to move here now, for example, if that's what he wanted to do on his turn, even though he totally moved there and harvest, uh, in order to build an outpost, uh, he would have to pay one for each outpost already there. In a two-player game, you have to pay two for that outpost. Did you want to go there instead? No, I didn't. Okay. Basically, that's how you play the game. You can have the same bonus tile, uh, multiple copies of the same bonus tile, I should say, if you want. 
That's a lot of yellows. Yeah, that is a lot of yellows. It's fantastic for one green. Oh, I can do it again? And there's five cubes there? I'm going to do that. Okay. And it's basically the same rules as like in uh, Spice Road, where if you land on a, say, Kelly had come here, and, or someone had come here and left a spice there to jump over it, you then get I can it. go here, land you get here, the floatsum. and then I would get it. The floatsome we left behind so we could move faster. That was flotsam. All right. Um, I totally I'm, I'm forgot to do this. It was my turn. I just forgot to do a thing. So I'll do that. I'll get two brown cubes. I'm not sure what to do with all of these things. So I'm going to go here and do that, which I did intentionally. I was totally planning ahead. One, two, you, three. You get a bonus before I you do. trade. Before I trade? Yeah. Is that important? Uh, so I have emptied one of my rows. I have placed an a outpost on one of each of the Spice Islands. I get to choose one of these bonuses. Uh, since I have these particular ones, and this one gives me so much uh, for what I do, it's more than likely I'm going to sit here and ring this for a little bit. I'm going to want this one. Alternatively, I could get the one that lets my ship move faster. The one that says when I harvest, I get a red one in addition to the two yellows. Victory points. Or the one that says whenever I build uh, an outpost, I get a free upgrade of one of my cubes. But it makes sense for me to get this here. Then I'm going to trade in six yellow cubes for two black cubes. So just like in Century Spice Road, uh, you can perform the market action as many times as you have cubes to do. So I had six, I get two brown. And I'm gonna hop on over to here. That's pretty much the game. Yeah, so you play until one person has four uh, tiles, four victory tiles, and then you basically finish the round so everyone has an equal number of turns. And then whoever has the most victory points from among their scoring tiles and points from bonus tiles and from your player board wins. So we'll be right back with our pros and cons. After we finish oh, this. After we finish this game. Kelly, you're so going down. I want four <laughs> red cubes. I lost by three points the other day. You lost by like two points playing me. I did. It was a very close game. Yeah. I had almost all of my outposts out. I was disappointed that you ended the game before I could. So we are back. Uh, pros and cons. We what definitely finished game? this game. No, we didn't. Don't lie to them. <laughs> we finished the other game. Yeah, we finished that Catan game, that online game. We we, didn't. we lost. It was close, though. I think we got eight <laughs> points. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look, but I think, yeah, we had eight points. But it's something like nobody would trade a sheep. Oh, no, we had, no, we, all, we, of we had all of the sheep. We had all of the sheep, and nobody would trade us for sheep. Mm-hmm. Um... So, what do you like about this game, Doug? I like the pick-up and deliver nature. Okay. Um, my only other real experience with that is random games of 504 and uh, Istanbul. Okay. I don't know if you know about 504. I like the prior planning that's required because of this. Uh, the fact that you can only move one and you don't want to waste actions trying to get to that part of the board where that victory tile is... You want to try and make sure you end with everything appropriate, or mm -hmm. everything you need, the tile before you need it, rather than getting everything you need over on one side of the board and then racing to the other side of the board. I mean, yeah, that could happen. I'm at a space on here where I think if I 
do some more hopping around, I could end up back over and get this 14-pointer. Um, but I still have to deal with where I am right now on the, the left side of the board, and I want to end up over here on the right. So it's a yeah. little bit of planning in that direction and kind of seeing... It does seem like it starts slow, though. Yeah, and I don't know if this is true about everyone, but I really like to pick up the, the extra movement bonus tile first. Just so I know that I have that available to me without getting rid of spices that I could use. Well, knowing that uh, you can pick up more than one. So mm -hmm. I can, if I run through my outposts really, really quickly, I can pick up every single move action or move tile quicker. I don't think that's going to happen. It's though. not going to happen. Because in, in a multiplayer game with like three or four players, you're They're probably... also going to pick up that, ma that yeah. move. But in a two-player game, it's not unheard of for me to get two or three of them. Mm -hmm. Which is insane. Yeah. I want to be on this island. Yeah. So one thing I didn't really care for, it's, it's a small kind of nitpicky thing, is the insert for it. It is, it's nice. It is really great. Everything has a place. Once you figure out where it goes, you're like, oh, yeah, that all makes sense. The very nice but inner carton. Until that game. point. It's, it's awkward because if you just put everything in there kind of the way you think it should go, it doesn't form the best of seal on these cups. And so they just so fall you, out. They slide around and yeah. the spices hop out, things like that. So there's a little bit of finagling that you can do to make sure that they're... They're snug up against the top of the box. Also, rubber bands are fantastic. Yeah. The Flying Buffalo makes four-sided rubber bands. They're like a dollar. Mm-hmm. Those are nice. They're fantastic. Um, I do like, like I said, the pickup and deliver part of this. It is... What was I going to say? You were saying that it's it's not quite user-friendly, to, to explain it a little bit. So, I... In order to prepare for this review, I wanted to play it a few more times because I wasn't going to see Doug for a couple of weeks. Uh, so I attempted to teach my not-so-gamer friends. Uh, not that they don't play games. They're fantastic people to play games with. But usually they like stick to Small World, and I think I've played Splendor with them once. Uh, and it was... It wasn't the five-minute intro I was expecting, and it was the same question repeated throughout the game. Like, they would just occasionally forget that they'd have to build an outpost in order to trade. Uh, it was just... It's, I love it's you small guys. Things. You're fantastic. <laughs> but for me, it was frustrating mm -hmm. trying to teach the game. Because I was also trying to relearn the game, too. So I was checking the rules and all that fun stuff. So it probably wasn't the most concise rule teaching. Um, and I do like but, I like the outpost mechanics of the game. Oh where yeah. Yes, you need to have kind of this outpost here on this island so you can keep trading and gaining spices. I feel without the outpost mechanic, uh, it's a completely be, different. It'd game. be too easy. Yeah. It. There's no incentive to go to other parts of the island. Yes. Once you kind of have your engine going over here. So. Well, even once you get the engine going. But on the other hand, you're like, I need this thing over there, but it's going to cost me an extra two cubes to do it. Just uh, to move there. Just to get the extra victory points. Mm -hmm. I think if it didn't cost to play the second outpost, none of the outposts would be worth victories. There yeah, wouldn't be any point. That would make sense. 
And then the next thought is, why would you have... The bonuses wouldn't start at the first one. Mm-hmm. And then why would you have outposts? There was a game where we were playing it, uh, a Thursday night, a game night, when I just picked it up that week, where Brett was playing. Okay. And he kept forgetting that, oh, I have to build this outpost, so, oh, it's going to cost me a spice. And they ended up paying a spice to build the outpost, and then the only ones they had left were to basically do a trade. And he needed those that spice that he had to pay to do other things in future turns. So it's, You forget to math it. Yeah, forgetting to. We definitely of were allowing out. take backsies the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to pay me in order to go there. <laughs> oh, whoops. Build. I'm not going to go there then. <laughs> I only have one good. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing I like. It's, it's you're on that island that I want to go to, so I kind of have to pay you because you're already sitting here doing I'm your own trading. I'm already at the dock. Yeah. I do like its versatility. Uh, these tiles do come apart, and they're randomized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so There's other configurations that you can do. Which I haven't tested yet, but they look fantastic. They do look great. And then you also have, which we're not going to go over in this one, you have uh, the From Sand to Sea game where you mix it <clears throat> where you mix it with Century Spice Road. And it's a little bit more intricate uh, with that, I'm where you have so ecstatic to try that empty sea spaces, and you have the cards that you can use. It makes sense that there be empty sea spaces because if you get the cards, then you don't need as many island. Uh, also, these are two sided, so you flip them over, you don't get as many outposts, which makes sense because four of them wouldn't have any place to go because they're sea tiles. Yeah, and you get different bonuses from placing more outposts. But we'll we'll get into that in our next review for the combination of the century games. Cannot wait. So thanks for tuning in. If you have any recommendations for us for any future games, shoot us a line over at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at geeksofcascadia. I'm on Twitter at uh, cptnnpkn. It'll show up on the screen right here. It's Captain Napkin without any vowels, in case anyone's wondering. Uh, Other than that, I think we've got Founders of Gloomhaven for the next one. That means I suppose I'm going to have to finish my game, wouldn't it? This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Gee Willikers! That was an amazing review that they just did. They did. They always do great reviews. On the new Century game? So you pl- you played it though, right? So I've not. Me. I've actually not played the second one, but I played the I played Spice Road, which we've all played. Yeah, yeah, we um, all. But I've not played figure. the second one. But what's really cool about this is, and there's also a third coming out in the series. Right. Is I heard that this is a little better, but what's really interesting is you can actually blend the two games together to I heard play that it too. together, oh, which is wow. a kind of it's almost makes it like it almost makes it like the second game's kind of an expansion module, but at the same time it's a standalone, and that's pretty cool. Right. Well, I, I, you know, I don't have any of the games. I have played it. I really love it because it, it's one of those games that you can play with the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, um, it's a good gateway game for sure. Like, and people compared it to Splendor in a way, which it's kind of a little weird. It's kind of different, but... Um, different mechanics, but it yeah. can give you the same feel. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably And I great. think the learning curve is the same, mm-hmm. pretty quick. You do a couple turns, you're like, got it. And yeah. that's how yeah. Splendor is, and then you're just ready to go. Other than that, any uh, nerdy stuff that you guys... Have done well. We're we're looking forward to um, once we finish your part of this. Yes, campaign. and we are going to be done hopefully today. Hopefully um, today. I, I think it's looking that way. And we'll, he wrote a whole campaign for us. I did for D and D night. And you yeah. actually wrote it, like the whole story. Yeah, it's like yeah. fifty pages. Yes, worth of, uh, really. Uh, yeah, he his own characters, and everything. Characters, backstory. That's congratulations. Cool. That's a lot of hard work. It, it is. You should publish it. Well, actually, what I'm thinking about doing is um, I'm going to get feedback. Uh, from from the crew, except from Paul, and then um, <laughs> work on it, tighten it up, and then test it on another group. But I am thinking about putting on the DMs Guild, actually. Cool. That's that's really no seriously, dude. That's really awesome. That's a lot of that's a well, lot of work. And the other thing I'm thinking about doing is uh, perhaps get paying some money to an artist to do some of the some of the artwork for cool. too. Yeah, no, I, I'm really into it. Um, I, I put I, I just love building kind of my own. It's not really my own world because it does take place in the Forgotten Realms, but do my own characters and NPCs and everything. It, 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 it just really gets the kind of the imagination going and the creative juices flowing. So I, I had a really cool. great time. It's fun. And I'm looking forward to the next module, right? Water oh. Dra- uh, Dragonized? Yeah. Yes. Right? Water Dragon Heist, which, by the way, is available in your uh, game stores right now. Yes. So check it out. Oh, you still a dragon? This is my mm-hmm. character, Bruno Mars Hill. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of daggers. Look, look, Bruno Mars look, 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 look at all these daggers. <laughs> a lot of daggers. The other DMs, we have more daggers. That's, that's right. Oh, that is such, that's a really cool You know, one thing, one thing I want to do, maybe it's uh, we can do in a future episode, um, about how you incorporate current the current technologies oh, yeah. on enhancing your game. Because So I started off, as you know, I, I did a Google Docs. Um, we did a little bit of uh, using the email. And I know that Steve is doing the same thing. So he's dropping... Uh, Dropping some maps in there, and I think it really enhances the game. But not just um, that. Like, I mean, and again, I'm not as mm-hmm. familiar with RPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, I did D&D a couple times, but um, the whole layout that you've got digitally, oh, yeah. Paul, and I know as soon as you can't hear it, yeah. but it's just like, it's so beautifully laid out and organized like, on this digital platform. This box is stuff I can do. Actions. Yeah. I can attack. I can take a bonus action. What are my bonus action? Yeah, and Paul might even this. display it right here. I might display something. And this is what D&D Beyond. <laughs> this is D&D Dark Beyond. You, you, build, you build your character. You don't make any math mistakes. You don't forget anything. Yeah. Is it free? It's it's free to a point. Free-ish. 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 Well, we should do a review of it. But is the ish really good? You should, yeah. Dude, that's really yeah. cool. That, yeah. I mean. Maybe we can talk to Shelly and That'd be kind of cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's not bad. I don't know who that is, but I'm, I would be awesome. <laughs> oh, well, she works for Wizards, actually. Yeah, she's on a oh. tiny little podcast. Yeah. Well, that'd be awesome. I always love hearing about the people that do um, create a lot of these RPGs. Yeah. Like I said, I am a huge reader. I love love reading various types of books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I even if I don't play RPGs as much, which I wanted to do more, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I have a lot of respect for the work mm-hmm. and the people that oh, go yeah. into doing this. Oh, They're yeah. literally writing novels. Well, it's, but you get to play them. It's too bad you're not into the, the fantasy setting, but maybe, you know, we keep on talking about Star Frontiers. One of these days we're going to do it. <laughs> but I will tell you, I, I really I really enjoy playing uh, playing these games. It's, it's, it's been great and uh, kind of a stress releaser, to tell oh, you the yeah. truth. And on top of that, I tell you what, especially what's going on now in the world, I'm really glad I played D&D Friday and Saturday nights when I went to high school and college. I am really happy about yeah. that. Probably the best decision that 
I made, even though I wasn't very happy about it because I was sad that I wasn't invited to those big parties, but now I'm really happy I did that. Oh, you weren't at those parties? I was not. You were oh, at those parties. You, might have been at those parties. you were at those parties because you did invite <laughs> me. That makes me I sad. Never, I only had one party. But now that you're <laughs> kind of a full-blown nerd now, uh, don't you wish you would have hung out with us? Uh, yes, during the day. It's been great. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, it's like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> All right. Well, well, you're fun in the daytime. That's right. <laughs> All right. I think we're done now. So with that, embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Cascadia Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.